Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Extrospective Podcast with your host, Zach Villeneuve-Snell. In today's episode, it is once again a recap, a look back through the last nine weeks or so, the last nine episodes with some incredible individuals, with some insightful information and organic life stories that hopefully we've unpacked at length. And if you haven't checked out any of the podcasts that I mentioned in today's episode, but they sound like they'd be a good listen based on how I described them, then please do go and check them out because I genuinely do think the podcast is increasing as we go from episode to episode in terms of the value, in terms of the recording quality and the guest quality too. And that is nothing against the original guests. There's some fantastic individuals within that uh, pool of people. But I hope you understand what I'm trying to convey here in that the general direction is kind of gradually building momentum. The YouTube subscribers, views, engagement, Spotify listens, Instagram followers all reflect that over time we are gradually building an audience and it's fantastic to see because as much as I've struggled with egotistical thoughts creeping in potentially in my in my early days of making content maybe two, three, four years ago on a much smaller scale, um, I do more and more want to make this about what I'm pointing towards rather than me and also the guests rather than me and I'm just a facilitator in this game and I quite like that role because I love learning from people and people love sharing their stories and then you guys get the ultimate value from all of that. Um, in terms of quick life update with where I'm at, um, you might be able to tell I'm a little bit more tanned than I usually am. Uh, first of all, it is coming around to the summer obviously so I've been outside but also I've just been uh, in Mallorca for eight days with a, with a group of lads that I've been friends with for a number of years and uh, yeah just had a great time sort of reading swimming going on day trips out and going to a few um, a few bars and things and yeah it's just a all-around great time and that's why I'm a little bit more tanned and I think my voice is just about recovered from all the all the singing and uh, probably uh, a lot of talking as well during the holiday about lots of different topics but Time to time to switch the head on, um, try and do this in one take. And I'm essentially sat here with the camera and I'm just looking at the list alongside me of the last 10 episodes and off the cuff, what is one major lesson that I've taken from each or, or how, how I would summarize them. Um, so number 31 is where we're going to pick off and start off. And that is with a longtime friend, Ben Goddard. This got a large number of streams far more than I was ever expecting and honestly it's probably the most important episode I have released or will ever release potentially maybe I'll I'll talk about Christianity uh, and faith in more podcasts in future but this one was really close to my heart and it's really hard to summarize because we talked so much about Ben's story and then what Christianity is and what it means and I'm very very keen for it not to get lost in a cultural discussion of modern spirituality or uh, get clumped together with um, new age thinking or this you know there's a lot of misconceptions i think you know christians living to this listening to this will completely understand what i mean by this but there's something so true evidence-based and so real about this that i think people should just take the time to look into theology actually understand early church history actually read the bible actually attend the church that is uh probably got good teaching and actually consider these things and contemplate them because uh there's an old um wager pascal's wager i think he was a a philosopher from a number of uh centuries ago and he said you know if, if god isn't real then nothing matters and 
the existence of God doesn't matter because it's all black. But if God is real, then it's the most important thing. What God cannot be is only moderately real or important. You know, like it's either it's either the most important thing or it doesn't matter at all. And I think that's at least worth some consideration. And at least from my perspective, I definitely believe the Bible is true. I definitely see it as the moral authority over my life. And as much as I could talk about that for a long time, this podcast is a little lesson from each from each uh, podcast. But I think the major lesson I took away from Ben, from my perspective, is just how evidence-based Christianity is. It's, it is an act of faith. It's not concrete. But the way he unpacked the early church history and what faith actually means and how that cashes out in his life and the rationale behind his faith and friends of his faith um, really opened that other dimension to me that it can be, it's actually very logical, very rational. Um, and there is that little bit of a jump, obviously that leap of faith, but ultimately uh, I think listening to the podcast hopefully will give you an insight into what that means and hopefully give you something to think about further because it's not something which you will know to be correct in the same way as you will know that by dropping this phone, gravity falls. But you do know that it's real in a, re in a really real sense that goes beyond the material and the tangible. And it's very hard to describe beyond that. Um, but yeah, go, go and listen to that podcast because I do think it's probably one of the most important things you'll do if you haven't come across christianity or who jesus christ is yet in your life in a meaningful way other than just at a very surface level hearing things from other people um but yeah happy to have a conversation about that another time with anyone who wants to reach out episode 32 is uh, oliver anwar it's how to build your health to maximize productivity with performance coach oliver anwar episode 32 and I remember we had a short time slot to record this podcast, but Oliver or Ollie is a really articulate and well-spoken individual. He's done a lot of podcasts, he does a lot of public speaking when it comes to the work that he does. Essentially, he set up his company a number of years ago after trying and failing lots of different things. And essentially, he recognized that there were busy professionals, entrepreneurs who were falling behind in their health and sacrificing that and then they weren't operating from a good and stable place so then the business and relationships suffer as a result and essentially what his proposal is in his life and what the podcast is about is various different ways in which we can establish the, the foundations to then thrive in whatever we choose to apply ourselves into and again, this is a long time ago, what we were recording it, we were recording it on the 19th of June, and I think we recorded this in March. So I really am stretching and I haven't listened to it since sort of March, April either. But I, I do remember him talking about fundamentally the need to take responsibility and the need to um, just get the basics in because we all forget the basics. I and mean, I know it's something, something that I bang on time and time again. But as much as I'm saying it on a podcast, as much as I'm saying it out loud to you who's watching this or listening to this now, I am continually reminding myself of the basics because uh, the basics, because they're so basic, aren't actually uh, as basic as they may seem. You know, I think we, I think we often like to overcomplicate things, and in that overcomplication, we get lost um, with what we think will be a quick fix or what we think will help us in that moment. But actually, 
that's not the reality. The reality is we just need to get nine hours of sleep. We need to eat predominantly whole foods. We need to get some form of resistance training, some forms of endurance training, fitness training, and some sort of ability training. We need to nurture our relationships. We need to find something that we're curious about. We need to put food on the table. All of those things need to be addressed. And I think, you know, if it was that simple, everyone would be jacked, wealthy, have a fantastic wife and family and kids, live in a nice place and be mentally stable and have lots of sleep. But that just doesn't happen. Um, but we have to have an objective to aim towards. And I think that's what Oliver really helps people with uh, in his business. Um, episode 33 is a bit of a funny one. Um, that was just a summary of 21 to 30. So you can see how I'm a little bit out of sync here. Um, I'm trying to do these every 10 episodes. So obviously what we are now, episode 40. So hopefully it'll be the same for episode 50, episode 60, episode 70. Um, but I think I was a little bit out of sync before. Um, and again, if you listen to this and you like the summaries and you kind of, you see it as a top level approach to then delve back into the podcast in long format, then please do go, do go check out uh, 10 Lessons from 10 Guests, um, episode 33, because then you'll see from episode 21 to 30 which ones are kind of stand out to you without having to actually kind of listen to them um and shoot in the dark um episode 34 was navigate your 20s by embracing a squiggly career with business coach charlie rogers this was a really uh unique episode it's not really something that i've spoken about much on the podcast uh or elsewhere in life because it's not exactly somewhere where I find myself in terms of not sure of, of building a portfolio and what area of work I want to go into because uh, for those of you who don't know I am aspiring towards being a clinical psychologist in the UK which is a fairly straightforward roadmap there will be bumps along the way in terms of applications and uh, what getting gaining work experience after I've done my master's in a couple of years etc but I have a clearly set idea of where I want to end up Therefore, I know the steps I need to take. Whereas for a lot of people that are listening to this or watching this podcast, that might not be the case. And you kind of choose a university degree based on what you're interested in, come out the other side, try and gain some experience, try and get your footing. But it's a very difficult path to negotiate. It's very uh, confusing at times. It's, there's a lot of pressure on having everything figured out. And ultimately, Charlie predominantly talks about the old school business model being you know, you're going to work and then you just follow the promotion ladder, get, in, get into that country, uh, company culture, get into the nine till five, work, save for a deposit, and then settle down, continue scaling up and then find a place where you're happy, scale back the hours, have a family, etc. Like the classic corporate ladder, nine till five office job existence. And Charlie was just challenging that and saying, firstly, that's not how it has to be. And secondly, the world is changing. We've got the rise of AI, we've got the rise of what he terms as multi-potentialite, which is people with multiple interests with that all kind of intersect in certain skills. Uh, and there's also the opportunity these days with building online presence, personal brand, the way that companies operate in terms of uh, startups and tech, tech companies that are, you know, you might spend six months somewhere, a year there, a year there. It's not the same in terms of direct career progression, but you're still gaining a lot of experience in your CV. And just his his outlook on the future of work was something that I wanted to have a conversation about because I had no idea really what's going on. And he does because he's advising businesses and he's, he's advising people. He writes a newsletter. He got halfway through writing a book. You know, he's, he's clearly someone who's on a mission. And we also shared synergy with regards to 
endurance sport. This summer, he's doing a lot of Ironman and um, marathon racing, or how I think he's done a few half marathons to prepare for his, his actual like you know triathlon, half Ironman and Ironman. And it's uh, it's something that you know is very inspiring to see. And I think the conversation with Charlie was probably quite underrated. I think he does have a lot of wisdom. He does have a lot of insight. He does a lot of thinking about the theory of this stuff, and he also applies it with his training. So yeah. Honestly, if you're if you're stuck in your early twenties looking for work and you're not really sure, and some of the things I've just mentioned here resonate with you, then I'd point you in the direction of that podcast. And actually, I think in general that's one of the real real benefit of having a podcast now is when I speak to people and even when I reflect myself on on different things that I'm curious or worried or or um, unsure of, I'm creating a directory of people who are experts in each of these fields that I might want to understand more. And I know I'll bang on about it again and again, but these are generally, genuinely really useful episodes for people who are transitioning out of college into uni and into their 20s in many aspects. But this episode very clearly speaks to me as, okay, in terms of work, how do you negotiate that as a young person in today? And because Charlie, that's Charlie's bread and butter, I'll point you that direction. And I guarantee there'll be at least three takeaways from that podcast that you can practically implement in your life moving forwards that would help uh, guide you and provide you with a bit more of a vision or at least an understanding of the current job market and how you should position yourself and what you should pursue um, given your your skill set and your, your kind of situation. Episode 35 is uh, riding a bicycle home from China and 3 million plus views with ultra-endurance cyclist Josh Reed. Josh Reed is a very mentally, uh, how would you describe it? Mentally strong, mentally tough, mentally resilient. All these terms that we like to use with individuals like David Goggins, I think you could equally say that for someone like Josh, honestly. It was a really fascinating conversation because obviously, you know, I'd not spoken to him before. I didn't know what he was like. But I share in that desire for pushing the mental limits, but he's just gone so, so much further. I mean, I've done a 500 kilometer bike ride once that took me 20 hours and that was an incredible, incredible experience. I'd love to do something similar to that again. But for Josh, that would be, you know, a little warm up race in early season <laughs> to kind of prepare himself for the for the bigger events. He does a lot of ultra endurance bikepacking. He does a lot of racing as well um in ultra racing but i think fundamentally the podcast is centered around his trip to china which i saw in lockdown so it was uploaded i think at the end of 2020 so i think he must have done it um before that obviously before he uploaded i don't actually know exactly when it was 2019 or 2020 but i watched the video and i was absolutely blown away by the sheer beauty of uh eastern europe and uh southeast asia um or i guess east asia kind of coming you know not malaysia but he, he basically cycled from china through like kyrgyzstan and turkmenistan and along the border of afghanistan on uh, the pania highway i think it's called and then in through kind of eastern europe and then obviously all the way through up to newcastle which is where he's from which is just nuts like imagine imagine flying out to china getting a bike off of directly off the production line packing your bags with maybe like a, a drone little bivy which is basically a, a small tent and your phone and a few loose materials and just cycling and just following 
the, the the road signs and just you know it's just absolutely nuts like i don't think many people could would have the mental resilience or the ability to let go and be at peace with the fact that you don't know what's happening beyond the next six hours or a number of months um and i think the fact that he's done that and put himself in such an uncomfortable scenario not only physically but also of course he's going to enjoy it but there's times he mentioned where he was like really holding a bottle out on the side of the road hoping strangers were going to fill it up and getting swatted by the police in the chinese hotel essentially and it's just nuts how that kind of experience can shape you as an individual moving forward in terms of your appreciation for comfort and your appreciation for different cultures and that's something we talked about a lot on the podcast and that's something i really wanted to press him on as well like because that's genuinely something that i think is such an important place for people to get to people in the west people listening to this now watching this wherever you are you need to have an appreciation of how privileged you are how lucky you are i don't mean privileged in in this modern postmodernism sense of uh you know various group identities having privilege over others i just mean everyone that is able to listen to this right now you are incredibly privileged compared to every single generation of human that has ever come before and so you need to put yourself in voluntary discomfort and you need to test your limits you need to strip back those modern niceties and see what you're made of and actually in that you learn to appreciate what you have far more you learn to rely more on human connection and your own intuition in certain scenarios rather than google and your own self like your own fallible knowledge of of what you think life should be done as or you know i think we have a lot of things done for us in in the current world in the modern world and when you're set apart kind of cast into riding your bike on the pannier highway on your own you become a different person and i'm not saying everyone needs to pack book a flight to china now and do ride three months home but i think it's probably a good idea to do something that you're like put something in a diary that you're scared of that will that is possible that people will uh kind of encourage you towards that will make you a better person that make you realize how lucky you are right now and that's something i you know i reflect on as well moving forward you know i want to do more of these ultra endurance things and obviously as i mentioned i'm a cyclist as well i do triathlons and i'd love to do more of endurance bikepacking because my experience of bikepacking certainly has been one of uh, literal ups and downs with the cornish hills and the emotions and just really appreciating and that was a 16 um kind of did a a, a whole week uh trip with a, with a with a close friend at the time so yeah truly truly do recommend um doing something like that and checking out that podcast because uh he's a different gravy he really does um it's interesting hearing his mindset on stuff given um what he's been through the rise of veganism in culture and business with plant-based entrepreneur louis blake episode 36 this is now getting into more recent memory and i have to say uh louis blake is a great speaker he does a lot of public speaking he has a lot of podcasts. I know I've said this about a couple of guests in, uh, already in the podcast, but but Lou Blake is exactly the same. He is really well spoken, and the ideas that he speaks are ones that I can really get behind most of the time. Like pretty much everything he said, I can in the podcast, I, I, I agree with. And I think his 
overarching the overarching lesson I can deduce from that podcast would probably be something along the lines of your it's like purpose over profit because Louis's only ever gone into industries where he's genuinely wanted to make a difference and change or or he can see the opportunity there and he hasn't really taken too long to let the doubts creep in he's just gone for it and we talked a lot about that gap between idea and execution because he's an angel investor now. So in his role now, as well as owning his own businesses and making the content online that he does, he also nurtures and is exposed to a lot of fresh and upcoming businesses. And a lot of them will obviously fail. And so he can see that you need to be quick and efficient and also have a good proposal and that needs to be viable. And in the podcast, we do talk a lot about the practicality of making a viable business. We do talk a lot about the state of the plant-based sector in the UK. And one of the most interesting facts I can um, kind of remember is that there is going to be a bubble. The market's probably overestimated. A lot of vegan alternative meat brands are sort of really squeezing the margins, hoping to put others out of business. It's at that phase that, that most markets go through where they're, they're trying to shake. It's like a cool, like almost like a shakeout. Um, and the only the best, not necessarily the best products, <laughs> but the best brands will remain. And I think that's also something that Louis reflects on is that not all of the time are vegan products healthy because they're vegan. You know, if you look at the back of the packaging, there's a whole list of um, various chemicals and preservatives and you know sweeteners and things, and it's probably not something to consume on a regular basis. Um, in moderation, you can you can definitely make the case for that um to not be socially excluded <laughs> but i think yeah overall he's a uh, some some great insights in in the whole plant-based sector uh and also the way that he's gone into plant-based sector has been something because he believes in it and he's gone into it so i think to take that at a macro level it's good to reflect on if you had the money if you had the backing if you had the investment if you had the time what would you do would you make a business? What would you make that business in? How would you set it up? How would you communicate with people? And then once asking those, after you've asked those questions, see if it's actually viable. Can you actually do that? Is it online? What free online tools can you do to build leverage and actually achieve some of those things? Because I think you never know until you try. And with a demographic of the listeners of the podcast, I think most of you are probably, probably pretty young, probably around my age, slightly younger, slightly older. And I think, you know, the time is now to try and fail things. And if you're passionate about something, then just, just go for it because you, uh, you don't want to get to a stage earlier or later in your life where you regret not doing that thing. And this is something I've mentioned in previous podcasts, but I think it's because it's something that I'm also continually reminding myself in the direction I want to take this podcast in the direction I want to take kind of personal branding and the message I want to share. Also, it all needs to be something that I genuinely really feel cool to do and want to do rather than worrying about what people think or about whether it fails or what. Like, we just have to do it and find out later. Episode 37 was exposing red pill lies and turning to God with content creator Manuel Bowley. In brackets, holistic manhood, episode 37. This was a pretty good one. Um, Manuel's got some great content. He does a lot on what it means to be 
uh, what what like the relationship dynamics and what it means to be a man in the modern world. And I think off the back of seeing him record a podcast with David Hammond, who was a previous guest, like back in November, who has grown a lot from when we recorded the podcast, I saw something in him. I saw that he would be a a, a great conversation for the people that listen to this podcast because I think it's a very important conversation to have as we're being exposed to all these different podcast clips online that come up in our recommended feeds and I know it's just it's not just me because I know people I know that there'll be at least some people listening to this they've seen odd clips from podcasts online with the quote-unquote manosphere and red pill and essentially for those of you who don't know what that means it's 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 a community online of people that try and understand dating and relationships and what men should do and what women should do and different roles people should play and like understanding what's going on but a lot of them have quite a warped view it's quite hypocritical and they try and expose feminism and blah 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 i think that there's nuance there's there's something to be said for the balance between those you know feminism and the red pill and actually the middle way and manuel essentially found found that middle way he's he's found god uh, we didn't talk about it too much in the podcast but but i think it was quite clear to address some of the main talking points and dismantle the red pill dogma in a, in a in a way which can only be done by someone who has been in that space making content, which is exactly what he's done. He has over 100,000 followers over time from guys who are following him for red pill content. So he's made the red pill content and he's come to the conclusion that there is more. It's just the whole people are trying to fill with these lies that make themselves feel better in the moment. They're tickling each other's ears. They're, they're saying that men can do the one thing, women can do the other. They're hypocrites. And I think he does a great job in the podcast of, of dismantling some of those ideas and constructing some better ideas to replace them. And one of the key things that I can take from the podcast is that men and women should be held to the same standards and those standards should be high, not removed. <laughs> I think we live in a society where we want the standards to be removed. Standards are seen as a negative, overarching tyranny over our freedom to choose what we want. But actually, if we look side to side at the brothers and sisters alongside us, we want to hold them to a high standard because they'll hold us to a high standard. And a high standard means that we will achieve more, we'll feel happier, we'll be in a better place, we'll be able to give more because we would have improved and developed as human beings. But we only do that through sometimes harsh rebuking, sometimes harsh love, sometimes we don't hit the mark in fact you know the word sin originates from firing a bow and arrow and missing the mark we've all missed the mark at some point but we have to have something to aim for so that we can converge to what the truth is and be ultimately saved in that through acknowledging that we will never hit the mark but we have someone that did his name is jesus christ but in a worldly sense I think it's really important to have standards. And I think that's that's a lot of the cultural conversation that I'll try and provide some commentary on moving forward as well, because we definitely live in a world which doesn't value objectivity 
when it comes to truth or morality or how people should live. And there are obviously bounds by which, you know, it's acceptable in terms of different lifestyle choices and people's curiosities and passions and things. But I think in losing what objective truths are, we are getting quite lost as a society and we're seeing the fruits of that now where people are just confused. The biggest thing is confusion. Um, and I'm not talking about anything specifically here. and I don't want any of my words to be misconstrued as talk, making a commentary on, I don't know, what's currently going on on, on Pride Month, for example, because um, I can address specific things that, that I think this applies to um, in more detail separately. But I think in general, we live in a very confused world where people are clinging on to individuals and ideas and identities and they're confused because we're told we're not, we're not held to any standard. And so in that conversation, we, we kind of delve deep into what it means to be a man amongst all of that and some of the, the key cultural topics. Excuse me, I'm just, just going to drink a glass of water for those who are listening. <laughs> and I'm not editing or doing anything with this, so here it is straight up. Low testosterone levels are ruining your life. A holistic approach to hormones with the founder of the men's health clinic, Dr. Robert Stevens. Dr. Robert Stevens was the first guest on Ty Temple's Off Script podcast, which came out last summer. Actually, about four days ago, it was a one year ago today memory of when Ty released his podcast. And I mean, I've been friends kind of online with Ty. I've only met him a few times over the years, but uh, I've been friends with him probably about three years uh, online because he came into my bike shop and bought a bike from me. And Ty will be on the podcast at some point in the future. It's just very difficult to pin him down because he's a very busy man who has lots of businesses in Bournemouth and is very successful and also is doing a lot for Dorset Mind, charity, etc. But we will get we will get him sat down. And I think the fact that he's so busy is great because it means it'll be for a great conversation because he's doing so much. But Aside from that, I saw Dr. Robert Seams on that podcast from Ty. It was a fantastic episode. I enjoyed it so much last summer. And it's always been in the back of my mind that maybe I should reach out to him myself and see if uh, Robert would be happy to come on to mine uh, for an episode. And you know, I was very grateful that he did because it was a very important conversation. And I'm glad because it's got so much reach on YouTube. The full podcast got like 400 views. Uh, one of the segments got like 700 views as a separate five minute video. It's got lots and lots of streams on Spotify. And I'm really glad because I think it's such an important topic and has some del like actionable, concise wisdom from his experience on how people can go like regulate their hormones, both men and women. We talk about in the podcast. I know the name is test low testosterone levels of ruining life. We do have a whole chunk for about 25 minutes, 20 minutes talking about hormone replacement therapy for women as well, because both men and women live in the modern toxic world where we are exposed to certain chemicals and toxins and generally poor lifestyles that are leading to poor hormone health. And then, as the doc says, the NHS's answer is, and his only answer right now can be, firefighting model of a 10-minute appointment where you get prescribed some pills to mask symptoms rather than addressing the root cause, which is hormones, and then the root cause of the hormones is the lifestyle. And it's a very clear pyramid that he outlines, and that's one of the reasons why he left the NHS, because he can help a lot more people through what he's doing now. And his work is so admirable. He has such a good work ethic. I see his stories all the time of him going into the clinic on a Saturday or a Sunday when you're not really supposed to be working usually, and he's just, he's just grinding away because he cares about his patients. And 
Um, I think to kind of try and consolidate the whole to consolidate is that the right word? I think so. To consider the whole podcast as uh, one one takeaway lesson or, or learning. I would just reiterate the fact that there's a lot of dogma spewed online from people claiming certain health benefits or health drawbacks from certain habits or routines or lifestyles or environments or friends or jobs or whatever. There's lots of noise online about what is good and bad for you. But I think hearing it from the doc, hearing the very obvious things that people don't listen to, like we were talking about earlier, nailing the basics from the doc who has a very deep understanding of hormone health and him just say people just need to get back in nature and get back in in tune with what their bodies are supposed to be doing was really refreshing and like it reminds me of something that uh dr robert robert dr gregory schwartz said on episode 10 of the podcast which was um uh, he's an environmental consultant he's a vegan and he's a he's a public speaker is when he got his doctorate he was saying the same things before his doctorate as after his doctorate, but after his doctorate, people actually started paying attention and listening because that carries the weight. And it's interesting because what Dr. Robert Stevens said on this podcast carries so much more weight because he, he's a doctor, but because he's a doctor in this scenario, he also just knows a lot more than the average person. So he, he deserves that weight to his opinion and his opinion is bang on. And something that i I have reflected on a lot and I'm trying to live more in accordance with when it comes to eating more whole foods, getting proper sleep, doing both resistance and endurance training. All the things that I mentioned earlier in the podcast that kind of just set the fundamentals and the basics. Getting outside in nature is really important. He often goes for for dog walks over the Purbex and it's something that I aspire towards uh in the future um with the family you know having a a big car chuck the dogs in the back go for a nice two hour three hour walk in the with some beautiful uh, scenery whether it's five degrees and pouring down rain or 20 degrees and sunny doesn't matter you just get out there and you always feel better afterwards and one of his main main phrases is earn your reward and he repeated many times in the podcast that in the modern world we take the reward without earning the reward we we get the end product of feeling good without doing the hard work and rewiring our brain to do the hard work and then as a natural byproduct of doing the hard work they just feel good is the best way to reorientate your life and it's so hard because you've got to strip back all the the external stimuli the the social media the i don't know all these other distractions and things that keep our brains ticked over got to strip back from all of that and uh, and really address the root cause because just giving someone testosterone is not going to fix their life. <laughs> you, you've got to do the hard work. It's a, it's a behavior thing aided with testosterone that then leads you to not need the, the final step, which is obviously the medication and stuff. Uh, most of the time, obviously, because there's an individual uh, variance there. I'm just having another sip of water because my voice has definitely gone from being in Mallorca all of last week. That brings us up to Last week's episode, um, which was losing my wife and pursuing plant-powered purpose with content creator Jeffrey Boadi, episode 39. 
Jeffrey Boardy is a incredible human being, very stoic, very grounded, very measured, very knowledgeable and very articulate. I think the episode is filled with really useful information when it comes to health choices that we make. When it comes to myths on both sides of the debate, when it comes to eating meat or eating plants, he is very candid and vulnerable when it comes to losing his wife after only being married to her for six months in 2021. He is now re-engaged and will be married uh, sometime, I'd imagine, towards the end of this year or next year. I don't actually know. I don't know why I started that sentence, but he's recently engaged. And it's an incredible fusion of both those elements of his of, of character you know you've, you've got the, the personal grounding which we touch on at the beginning and then come back to at the end but in terms of what someone's going to take away from the podcast it's it's twofold really there's there's two there's two elements there's 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 some great stoic faithful wisdom when it comes to how he is managing grief and his his philosophy on that and it's very wise and something that I really took to heart because it's something that we're all going to face and I know I'm going to face it and I want to be prepared for that. Although you're never really prepared, but you know, I def- I'm definitely sensitive to that. But also really, really useful information when it comes to plant-based eating, when it comes to spelling myths on veganism and just overall being a really... I think he just, I think he speaks his mind. He doesn't follow the set rules of the things you're supposed to believe when you subscribe to an ideology. He just follows the science. He follows his own curiosity in studying these papers and myth-busting and putting forth the ideas that he's had. And it doesn't follow necessarily the exact trend of anyone you know we even talk about what it means to be a man and there's all these associations with eating meat and masculinity and and actually that's just not the case and he describes what what it means to be a man and also embody what it means to be vegan and i think it's quite clear that he's not driven by dogma or ideology he's just a very thoughtful and curious individual and pragmatic the opposite of, of dogma and nuanced and i think ultimately that's all you can do and I think he's demonstrated it incredibly well and something that I aspire towards. If you know what someone is going to think after hearing one of their opinions, they probably haven't re they probably haven't rationalized that opinion themselves. They've probably just copied and pasted it from what they've heard somewhere else. A lot of the time you can hear someone's opinion on a certain thing and you already understand what they think about everything because they've just copied and pasted what they heard. Not with Jeffrey. I think he's an individual he's carved out his way. He's not taken facts at face value, as he described in his upbringing. And he's questioned things where it doesn't make sense to him. And after that questioning, if it does make sense, fantastic. If it doesn't make sense, then he was right to question it anyway. And I think leading with that curious mindset and not being gullible and always just wanting to ensure he's he's uh, pursuing the truth is really admirable and something that I look forward to doing moving forward and ultimately that's what the podcast is is just pursuing truth and understanding and learning more from some of the best minds in the world i think that's it i think that's episode 31 to 39
It's interesting, isn't it? Because episode 30 was Suha Amin, but I answered that in the other 10 episodes from 10 Guests. So it's actually not even 10 lessons from 10 Guests. It's, this, is eight, this is eight episodes because I wedged the other one in the middle. I, I don't know. It's, it's too confusing. Well, I'm going to try and just keep this at every, every zero is going to be a roundup of the one to nine. I think that keeps it simple. It means I can check in every once in a while. Maybe I'll do a QA at some point. Who knows? But rather than waffling on, I think I'll just um, tell you guys about what's up to come, upcoming because I think it's really exciting. I've got the biggest guest I've ever had on by far on the podcast next week. It's going to be really special. And I'm really looking forward to releasing that episode. It's with a gentleman called Elliot Hulse. And if you haven't heard of Elliot Hulse, then please go and just type E L L into Google and you'll probably, his name will probably come up. He's got millions of subscribers on YouTube, hundreds of thousands of subscribers on Twitter and Instagram and such. And he's been in the game for a very, very long time. He's a fascinating individual with a really interesting life story. And there's been lots of evolutions of him. And even if you don't agree with everything that he shares now, he's very insightful and very wise in general. And I think he's very open to being challenged. So honestly, can't wait to release that, release that episode. It was so, so, so good to, to record and a real privilege and honor to be able to sit down with someone who's impacted so many people's lives. And then following that week is a podcast on psychology from a clinical psychologist, which is what I want to do, uh, who followed me about when I started my podcast, I think from hashtags and I followed her content and it's fantastic. She's very, very, uh, the way she describes things is very, how would you say like, uh, digestible. It's very easy to consume from someone from the perspective of someone who doesn't study it yet. I can understand what she's conveying and actually it's a, it's a really great window into understanding yourself more and understanding psychological concepts more. And it's not only educational, but also you can use it to implement quite directly and clearly into your own life. And in the podcast, we talk about all that kind of stuff. But I think we, surprisingly, I wasn't even expecting it to go in this direction. We, we talked about um, like uh, the psychology of masculinity and what it means to man up. And, uh, you know, wasn't particularly approaching it with that lens, but turns out she did her like PhD thesis on that. So the conversation was really, really good in that, in that, um, in that regard. But other than that, I've got a few recordings lined up. It's going to be a good 10 episodes or <laughs> 9 episodes coming up. I hope you've enjoyed this one. This one is being recorded very last minute and uploaded immediately. So I hope you enjoy it. But until next time, my name is Vinzak Vilnev-Snow and I'll see you next time.